0: Hi, and welcome to the Building Gen Wealth podcast. My name is Andrea, and I am a Latina money coach for ambitious, driven women of color who want to do more with their money. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things money, from tackling debt to increasing your savings to learning how to invest so your money works for you, as well as the mindset you need to unapologetically build generational wealth as a woman of color. I'll help you build a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the BGW podcast. So today I want to talk to you guys about ticker numbers, but before we do this, I want to tell you a little story that I think will help you understand this concept when we dive into it. So in 2014, I went to the CrossFit games. So I was really into CrossFit. Like I graduated college and then I was like, let's work out and got really into it. Like I was like one of those people that was like, CrossFit everything. <laughs> if you're my friend and knew me back then, you could probably attest to the fact that like, yeah, I just, I loved it. I still I still love it. I, I give a lot of credit to CrossFit for teaching me health habits and getting me to build the habit of working out consistently Although I don't typically like, I don't do crossfit anymore. I am thankful for all that it taught me. Anywho, tangent going back, I decided to go to the CrossFit Games in California. Now I live in Gainesville, Florida, so you know I had to like fly there, obviously. And my friend Jocelyn, who at the time I was living with her, was supposed to give me a ride um, from Gainesville to the airport in Tampa. So she lived in Tampa, so the deal was like, hey, just drop me off in Tampa, and then you can take my car and use it while you're at home, and then when I come back, you can pick me up and we can come back. And she was like, great, I'm bored. So that was the plan. Now, a day before this was supposed to happen, she was like, you should check in. And I was like, no, I'll just do it at the airport. And she was like, no, just do it now. Why wouldn't you do it now? And I was like, I don't know, because you're just supposed to do it at the airport. And then she was like, No. <laughs> kind of went back and forth and I was like, fine, I'll do it now. And I logged in and was like doing the check-in process. And I realized I wasn't flying out of TPA, the Tampa International Airport. I was actually supposed to fly out of JAX, the Jacksonville International Airport. So I thought it was supposed to be TPA, but really I, I was flying out of JAX, which is actually two hours North roughly to Gainesville, which for Jocelyn would have been like two two hours there and two hours back, which is like four hours out of her way. <laughs> she was so gracious and nice, and she still took me and I got to my you know I got to the cross of games, and all was good, but for a second there, I almost missed my flight, Thankfully, I had a friend who was a lot more. <laughs> proactive, responsible than me. So why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this because airports, and we all know this, have abbreviations, right? Like we don't go around saying like, I mean, you could say I'm flying out of the Miami International Airport, but you could also say MIA and people would know, oh, okay, I know what that is. So we have a way of identifying airports with a series of three letters, right? LAX, ATL, CLT, MCO, MIA. Like you kind of know Um, what those are, especially if you're talking about like, um, you know, flights and airports, like, you know, okay, like a three letter abbreviation is, stands for some type of airport. If you don't want to know what it is, you typically like Google it and you're like, okay, that's the Dallas airport or whatever. So I'm telling you this because we do the same thing with stocks and investment products, right? Like that is the way that we also identify them. And those abbreviations of three to four letters are called ticker numbers. And so ticker numbers are the abbreviations that we use for stocks. And it's super important because there are like 3000 plus publicly traded companies. So understanding them and identifying them with ticker numbers really helps us stay organized. So for example, Apple stock, it's AAPL. Disney stock is DIS, Facebook stock, FB, Google stock, G-O-O-G-L, Amazon, A-M-Z-N, right? Like most of these actually uh, match, right? Like you could tell like, okay, you're trying to, you're trying to spell Google. You were going for Facebook. Sometimes they match, other times they don't. So they don't have to match, but it's always just good to know that like um, they, they could, but It's good to know that they also won't. So, this is the way that we identify individual stocks. We use ticker numbers. Now, in addition to uh, individual stocks, we also have mutual funds and ETFs. And so, mutual funds and ETFs are also investment products. And so, I want to just like um, tell you that because I want to help you remember different types of investment products. Typically, when you first start learning about investing, you think that stocks are really the only thing to invest in, right? And and um, this typically... Comes up when people say, like, oh, I don't know what stocks to choose. It's like, oh, okay, you think you have to start investing with individual stocks, but most of the time, individual stocks are not necessarily the best way to get started. They are something that you, you know, may later want to add to your portfolio or may later, you know, want to learn more about, but actual, actually, mutual funds and ETFs are a great starting point for many people who are just getting started with investing, right? And so I want to like bring this up and bring this to your awareness so that you start understanding that like it's not necessarily individual stocks that you have to learn how to read and analyze to get started with investing. It might actually be a completely different product altogether. And so mutual funds and ETFs are structured differently. So individual stocks are individual, right? Like you buy one share of Apple, which would be like A-P-P-L or no A-A-P-L. So you have one share of that and it just represents ownership in one company. So that's just like how individual stocks work. But if you buy a mutual fund or an ETF, it's an investment product that allows you to like buy stocks kind of like in this bundle package, right? So instead of buying like one pair of socks, you buy like a pack of three, instead of buying one share of one individual stock, like you buy a mutual fund or a ETF. Now, what's in that package, right? Like what's in that ETF? It's going to depend on like what the ETF strategy or what the mutual fund strategy is, the fund manager, like what um, area of the stock market you're really, you know, the. E- the mutual fund was built around. So that kind of goes into a layer deeper, but um, it's just important to know that like you are um, able to buy investing products that really create an easier approach to investing, right? Because if you think about it, you could go in and say like, all right, I want this stock, this stock, this stock, and this stock. And so you would have to like buy 10 different stocks every single month or every so often, right? Like that would just be like something that you would do. But if you wanted to not do 10 individual orders, you could just buy a mutual fund that has those individual stocks in the mutual fund. And then you'd be, just be making like a monthly purchase of that mutual fund. Cool. So that's just like important to know like how they're structured. Um, the other way that I explain this and and mostly really just like the difference between a mutual fund and an ETF is, have you guys ever been to like an M&M store? So in an M&M store, you're walking in and then there's like a bunch of M&Ms, right? There's like peanut M&Ms, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, brownie. There's literally so many flavors. I can't even think of all of them, but um, they have those little dispensers that you can like lift up those M&M um, the dispenser and the M&M's fallout. And so you could go in there and like custom make your own like, you know, bag of M&M's, right? You could grab a little of this, a little of that, just depending on what you want and what your M&M strategy is. <laughs> or you could just be like, whatever, I just want milk chocolate. Let me just buy one of those like, you know, packs of milk chocolate M&M's that come in those little bags, right? So that is essentially the difference between like buying individual um stocks. Like if we say an M&M is a stock, like you're either assembling your portfolio one M&M at a time, or if you're like, no, I just want exposure to the milk chocolate M&Ms, to the peanut M&Ms and like, yeah, throw me in a dark chocolate M&M. Boom. I already have all this collection of these types of M&Ms all bundled together nicely for me. So that would be like me explaining what a mutual fund is. Now an ETF, it, we would just take it, um, a step further in explaining it that an ETF is kind of like those like shorter fun size package. Like they're not as big as like the big ones that you get at like the gas station. They're like the small ones that you get like on Halloween. <laughs> that really is like the only time that you get them. I'm trying to figure out like where else can I get like a small pack of like fun sized M&Ms. And really it's like Halloween or some, someone's, some kid some friend's kid's birthday party, and or a doctor's office, question mark? Yeah, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about, but I am trying to think of like, when do you actually just see those? And it's like when you're in a waiting room or, you know, someone's birthday. Anywho, those I would classify as ETFs. So ETFs and mutual funds can essentially be the same like in in terms of like they're you know offer the same type of M&Ms right like you could buy a uh pack that's milk chocolate M&Ms or you can buy, you can buy a fun size that's milk chocolate m and so the same type of like M&M is in that but they're packaged differently and so that is kind of the point i'm trying to make is that these two products are packaged differently that's really the only difference, and because they're packaged differently, um, mutual funds—you know—you can only buy them at certain times in the day. ETFs, like, are actually traded in the exchange, which means you could buy them instantaneously. Mutual funds allow you to have automatic investments. ETFs do not; you have to manually go in there and buy things. So, that's a difference between those products. Now, I wanted to kind of explain that. But the point of me even bringing those up is because mutual funds and ETFs also have ticker numbers associated with them, right? So if you're at Fidelity and you want to buy an S&P 500 index fund, this index fund at Fidelity is called FXAIX. If you're at Vanguard and you want to buy an S&P 500 index fund at Vanguard, this index fund is called FXAIX. If you're at Charles and Schwab, same thing, S&P 500 Index Fund, this is called SWPPX. So individual stocks like have ticker numbers that are universal, but when you're talking about mutual funds and ETFs, the ticker number will usually start with the first letter of the name of the brokerage, right? So Fidelity, FX, FXAIX, Fidelity starts with F, Vanguard, VF. I-A-X starts with V, Charles and Schwab, S-W-P-B-X starts with S, which, you know, Schwab. So that's just good to know because sometimes it can get confusing when you're starting to look for like mutual funds and starting to like learn and understand mutual funds. You might be like, why can't I find, you know, like B-F-I-A-X at Fidelity? Like, why is it more expensive? Or like, why don't they all have the same universal code? And that's because mutual funds kind of take on quote unquote, the identity of the broker that holds them. But individual stocks are definitely much more universal. It's kind of like going back to the airport analogy. Like if all of the Florida airports started with FL, right? Like we already know that that is the abbreviation for florida it's the same thing they all kind of start with fl and then they have their own even more further um abbreviation to identify them so that is it for this week i just wanted to give you guys like a little bit more understanding on ticker numbers so that when you know you you do start seeing more of these numbers and these letters on the news or even like your apple stocks watch or your Apple stocks app, (laughs) you just like understand it more, right? Like you, you want to just like get super familiar with these terms because a lot of the times it feels so foreign. And it's really just because like, you don't understand this one, you know, little thing. So just wanted to give you guys, um, yeah, an explanation on that, and then tie it to again a concept you already know. That's my favorite way to like teach and explain things. It's really just like drawing parallels to something you already understand, because to me that just feels easier. You're gonna remember that, right? Like it's going to just um, sink in a little bit more. So. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, I do, yeah, I mean, I already told you guys that I ended up making it to California and going to the CrossFit Games. Um, it was super fun. It, I ended up going by myself because I was like so into it and like nobody wanted to go with me. (laughs) Like none of my friends were like all about it. So I was like, whatever, I'm going by myself. I went to California with my brother and we like met up in California. Um, but the actual games, like I just spectated by myself. At the time I was still pretty shy and like didn't really make any friends, but I was super fangirling over like all the athletes and like all of it. (laughs) I went back a couple years later, this time with like my job. Um, and it was, it was cool, but I do remember being so like eager and excited, (laughs) just like being there as like a first time, like a first year CrossFitter, just being like, I'm at the games. Anywho. Um, but yeah, that is it for this week. Uh, thanks guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and think that it will be valuable to a friend, definitely pass it on and yeah, spread the knowledge of investing and just making this concept more understandable and accessible to women, women of color, because our communities traditionally feel like this is not for us, but it is. We're just a couple concepts away from all of it clicking. So super, um, yeah, excited for next week. We're going to start really, um, talking specifically about investing, uh, like topics more so than, than budgeting. Uh, but I, but I also do want to sprinkle in some like budgeting and personal finance. Cool. That's it for this week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out. If you're ready to get serious about your money, but you need the support to make it happen, I want to invite you to my one-on-one money coaching program. In this program, I help you build the confidence around your money so you can start building a five-figure bank account on your way to a six-figure net worth. Just head over to atbuilding.gen.wealth on Instagram and apply in the link in my bio. I'll see you there.